Well, good morning. Welcome to Directional Bible Ministries. My name is Dwayne. This is a ministry that is called to encourage, equip, and challenge the people of God. Uh, today is July the 28th. Hope that you're well. Good morning, brother. God bless you. Um, today we're going to pick up our study in Acts uh, chapter number 13, verse number 38, where we left off yesterday. Hope that you got a, you are doing well. Um 6.30 comes early, does it not? <laughs> but I'm glad to be doing it earlier. I'm a little bit of an early bird, and once my schedule gets off the ground, I'm pretty much gone. I'm out of the house by 8 o'clock, so uh, it works a lot better for me to do that. Um, I do want to just encourage you that uh, these studies are, of course, they're on Facebook Live. Um, they are on uploaded to YouTube, YouTube channel, encourage you to subscribe to that. Um, then they are also transcri transcribed to my blog at dwaynesperman.org. And then also the audio version is on SoundCloud, Apple podcast, and, um, YouTube. Of course, the, the video version is also uploaded to YouTube and also placed on the on the web page. So a lot of different resources um, for you to choose from. So uh, Acts chapter number 13, verse number 39, 38, be it known unto you, therefore, men and brethren, that through this man is preached unto you the forgiveness of sins. And by him, all that believe are justified from all things from which ye could not be justified by the law of Moses. Let's pray. Father, we love you. I ask that you go before us today. Bless the reading of your word. And as we pray each morning, open our eyes to see, our ears to hear, and our hearts to understand. In Jesus' name, amen. Here it is, as far as I can tell. This is the first time in Scripture that the gospel of grace is taught. Uh, previously, under the gospel of the kingdom, it was about keeping the law and a baptism of repentance. You'll remember back in Acts chapter number 2 and verse number 36, Therefore let all the house of Israel know, this is the apostle Peter, Assuredly that God hath made this same Jesus whom ye crucified, both Lord and Christ. Now when they heard this, they were pricked in their heart and said unto Peter and to the rest of the apostles, Men and brethren, what shall we do? And what does Peter say? Repent. And be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of sins, and ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Um, now, something else that I am working on, I'm not ready to quite start a church on it, uh, not ready to quite make a doctrinal statement on it, but I do, I have come, or at least I'm formulating, and... Um, that there's a difference between remission and forgiveness. Now, notice that that Peter says here, for the re repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of sins, not forgiveness of sins. Um, remission, if you look it up in the dictionary, it is the cancellation of a debt, a charge, or a penalty. Forgiveness, on the other hand, is the action or process of forgiving, but the root word forgive is to stop feeling angry or resentful towards somebody 
because of an offense, a flaw, or a mistake. Again, the words are similar, but they're not actually actually the same same. You know what I'm saying? Um, so I'm beginning to develop a very strong opinion that remission does not should not be applied to the grace gospel and forgiveness should not be applied to the kingdom gospel. Um, but again, that's just uh, just letting you a little bit behind the curtain as far as my studies. I'm starting to see that the words are different, and I think remission is more aptly reply, uh, applied to the kingdom gospel as forgiveness is to the grace gospel. And again, I, I don't want to be just splitting hairs, but they seem to be different to me. So also notice it says that all that believe are justified from all things. Uh, all in the original Greek means all. <laughs> so all in this context means everybody, not just the Jew. And notice, secondly, the word justified. Now, Peter clearly taught that justification came through keeping the law. Um, in fact, Paul talked about this in Romans 2.13 when he said, For not the hearers of the law are just before God, but the doer of the law shall be justified. Why did Peter speak about that? Because they were still under the law. And let me give you a few examples. They cast lots for Matthias. How many commentators have I read who um, criticize this action? Um, well, the reason they cast lots for Matthias in Acts chapter 1, verse number 26 is because they were still under the law. And then they still went to the temple at the hour of prayer. We're talking in Acts chapter number 5, not Acts chapter number 2, where the supposed birth of the church took place. In Acts chapter number 5, they are still going to the temple, keeping sacrifices, keeping ritual. They were going to the hour, going to the temple regularly. Then also, they were received, the receiving of the Spirit was still contingent upon obedience. I mean, just like Peter told them, uh, back back up here in, where was it, Acts chapter 2, verse number 36, if you want to receive the Spirit, what do you got to do? Repent and be baptized. Also over here in Acts chapter 5, verse number 32, and we are his witnesses of these things, and so is also the Holy Ghost whom God hath given to them that will do what? Obey. Obey him. So the receiving of the Spirit was contingent upon obedience under the kingdom gospel. Ananias was a devout man. How? According to the law. Ananias, this is the guy that prayed over the apostle Paul, that he might receive his sight. In Acts chapter number 22, and when I could not see for the glory of that light being led by the hand of them that were with me, I came into Damascus and won Ananias, a devout man, according to the law having a good report of all the Jews that dwelt there. And then also Peter's vision before going to Cornelius' house proves that he was still under the law. In Acts chapter number 10, you'll remember, uh, and he saw heaven open and a certain vessel descending unto him as it had been on, on a sheet knit at the four corners and let down to the earth. 
wherein were all manner of four-footed beasts and wild beasts and creeping things and fowls of the air. And there came a voice that said unto him, Rise, Peter, kill and eat. And Peter said, No, Lord, not so, for I have never eaten anything that is common or unclean. Peter was still under the law. He was still behaving as if he was under the law, because he was still under the law. Acts chapter number 10. That's eight chapters after Acts chapter number 2. And again, Paul teaches that, he teaches here, though, that justification was the result of belief and belief alone. In Romans 10, 9, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and shalt be baptized and repent, no, that if thou shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. So again, in these verses, we see the first clear presentation of the grace gospel. Be it known unto you, therefore, Ben and brethren, that through this man is preached unto you the forgiveness, not the remission, and by him all that believe are justified. So how are they justified? By simply believing. Not by works of righteousness, not by keeping the law. But if they believe, they're justified from how many things? All things. And it's all that believe, not just the Jew, from which he could not be justified by the law of Moses. In other words, under the grace gospel, there is no justification by the law of Moses, because justification comes simply by belief. And he says in verse number 40, Behold, beware therefore, lest that come upon you which is spoken of in the prophets. Behold, ye despisers, and wonder and perish, for our work in your days of work, which ye shall not, you shall in no wise believe, though a man declare it unto you. Now, these verses get a little tricky, and I've seen a lot of horrible translations or interpretations of it. Paul is referring to Habakkuk chapter 1, verse number 5. And Habakkuk 1 5 says, Behold ye among the heathen in regard, regard and wonder marvelously, for I will work a work in your days which you will not believe, though it be told you. Now remember, last time we talked about context. Context is the key. A text out of context is a pretext. When an Old Testament scripture is quoted, in the New Testament, the original meaning cannot be construed to say something else. It always means what it says when it was said. So when Paul is saying, behold, I'm going to do wonders in your days that you would not believe, he cannot be referring to the grace gospel. In other words, unlike what many commentators say, it cannot be referring to a warning against rejecting the gospel of grace because Habakkuk did not know anything about the gospel of grace. No one did until it was revealed unto Paul. In Colossians 1.25, whereof I am made a minister according to the dispensation of grace, which Habakkuk knew nothing about, which is given to me for you to fulfill the word of God, even the mystery which hath been hid from ages and from generations, including Habakkuk, 
but now is made manifest to his saints. So, in Habakkuk, God is warning the nation that he was coming to bring judgment down on them at the hands of the Chaldeans. Why? Because of their refusal to follow him. Specifically, they were being accused of injustice and idolatry. Paul is simply reminding his audience here that God is capable of bringing judgment down again upon those who still refuse to follow him, which is exactly what happened to the nation when they officially rejected the kingdom offer. And the Romans, just like the Chaldeans previously, brought judgment in 70 A.D. So again, Habakkuk is not referring, it's not even alluding to (laughs) the rejection of the gospel of grace. Instead, the rejection of the kingdom, which led to the destruction. So again, we remember when we when we read verses out of the Old Testament, they always have to mean what they originally meant. They cannot be construed to say something else. It always means what it says when it was said. So when he says, Beware therefore lest that come upon you which is spoken of in the prophets, and again he's paraphrasing Habakkuk 1.5, Behold ye despisers and wonder and perish, for I work a work in your days, a work which ye shall no wise believe, though a man declare it unto you. He is not referring to himself. He is not referring to the grace gospel. He is simply reminding the nation or the Jews that God has brought judgment before, and God can bring judgment again. And and remember that Paul is still speaking to Jews and Gentiles. Uh, Specifically here, and we'll, we'll get down into it in just a little bit, Gentile proselytes. But we'll talk about that uh, here in just a minute. Notice in verse number 42, And when the Jews were gone out of the synagogue, so obviously he was talking to Jews, obviously they were familiar familiar with Habakkuk 1.5, the Gentiles besought that these words might be preached to them the next Sabbath. So all the Jews leave, the Gentiles wanted to hear more about this gospel, this gospel of grace. Now, obviously, the Gentiles, if they were participating in the the synagogue, they were obviously religious proselytes. They were they obviously knew Judaism, and they, I would believe, were familiar with the kingdom gospel. They wanted to hear about this new gospel, this thirty eight and thirty nine. And by him all that believe are justified from all things from which you could not be justified by the law of Moses. So we see here, when the Jews were gone out of the synagogue, the Gentiles besought that these things be preached to them the next Sabbath. So after the Jews left, 
the Gentiles wanted to hear more. And bear in mind that before the gospel of grace, the Gentiles were without hope. Now, Paul is offering them hope. In Ephesians chapter 2 and verse number 12, at that, and that at that time ye were without Christ, being aliens from the commonwealth of Israel and strangers from the covenants of promise, having no hope and without God in the world. And now Paul, through this grace gospel, is offering them hope and they want to hear more about it. So when the congregation was broken up, Notice what he says in verse 43. When the congregation was broken up, many of the Jews and religious proselytes followed Paul and Barnabas, who speaking to them persuaded them to continue in what? The grace of God. So after the service, they continued to persuade them. Who? both Jews and proselytes, Gentiles, in regards to the grace of God. To persuade is to convince by offering arguments of proof. To convince them of what? Forgiveness of sin to all that believe and are justified from all things that could not be justified by the law or in the law of Moses, according to verses 38 and 39. They wanted to hear more. And tomorrow, verse number 45, But when the Jews saw the multitudes, they were moved to envy. Paul spent a lot of his time fighting against his kinsmen according to the flesh. And they were moved to envy. They were filled with envy, and they began to contradict what Paul was saying, and they begin to blaspheme. We'll talk about that tomorrow. God bless you guys. Hope that you have a great day. Remember, God loves you wants the best for you. He's working all things out for your good.